Hi, and welcome back to Reading by Flashlight. I'm Allison, the host of this podcast, and in this series, we're going over the inheritance games written by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. In this episode, we'll be going over chapters 61 through 73, so let's get on with that. So again, this is the inheritance games written by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. So chapter 60 left off where uh, Nash told Avery to go tell Libby that she was skipping school that day because of the shooting. And again, if you haven't watched previous episodes, I would encourage you to do that before reading on just in case there's any spoilers in this episode and you want to hear about the book from the beginning. So chapter 61 starts out with she tells Libby that she's staying home and she's still like really in shock from the shooting. So Libby asks her if she's sick and puts a hand to her forehead. And it, she thought she did not look very good cause she was in this like kind of shock, I guess. And then she's like, it's just a mental health day. <laughs> and then Libby accepted that and declared it sister time. If she had planned, she didn't think before ditching them for me. And then Libby is asking her all this stuff that maybe they want to go do together. And then Avery's just like, well, how would you like to help me find a Davenport? So, of course, they go to use the internet for help. So the only thing that comes up when they type in Davenport is a type of sofa and a type of desk. And that doesn't really help them at all, except that the Davenport desks always have like hidey holes and secret storage compartments and then she thinks bingo tobias hawthorne's desk like there has to be some desk in here like that and then libby's like this could take us a while do you have any idea how big this place is and then avery's just like yeah it's enormous and she's like yeah and since i've had bad publicity i haven't even been able to do anything the past week except explore there's a literal ballroom and two theaters like one for movies and one for like a stage and then avery's like i've seen that and there's a bowling alley and libby's like did you go bowling and then she was like avery said i bowled libby's like this house is never gonna be normal like there's a bowling alley and then Orin comes up behind Avery and says, there's also a driving range and racquetball. And then she, Libby says, how in the world are we supposed to find one little desk? And then Avery turns to Orin and says, I've seen the office in our wing. Did Tobias Hawthorne have any others? So the desk in Tobias Hawthorne's office, which they went to go see, wasn't a Davenport. But there were three other rooms off the office that they went to go look at. And there was a third one, it was very small, it had no windows, but in the middle of it, there seemed to be this white pod, and Orrin said it was a sensory deprivation chamber. So, I don't know what that is either, so. <laughs> so they look through all these like wings and rooms and all that, and they can't find anything. So Libby's just like, and now the spa. <laughs> it said she seemed upbeat because of that. So there, she, Avery's like, we clearly weren't going to find a desk here, but that didn't stop me from taking it all in. So the room was like an L-shaped, basically. And there was all the, like, spa stuff you can imagine there. And then someone behind them speaks up and says, yep, hot tub, steam room, all that. 
And then they both turn around and they see Sky standing there. And she said there's a massage table. And she points out to Orin that there's no one working there. And he said that Hawthorne House is closed to visits for the company. And Sky's like, well then, you'll need to buzz in someone. And so she's, and then Orin said, it's closed. It's a matter of security. And then Sky's like, I assure you, this massage is essential. Okay. And then Libby's like, Libby doesn't know. Like, only a couple people know about the shooting, and Libby doesn't know. So she's, all of a sudden, is like, what kind of security? Did something happen? And then Avery glances at Orn, but he kind of has this look that's like, don't talk about it. And then Sky said, according to Grayson, there is some business in the black wood. So chapter 62 starts off when they're leaving, and Libby just asks, what happened in the woods? And then Libby said, why are you needing extra security? What did she need extra security for? And then Orrin said, there was an incident yesterday with a bullet and a tree. And Libby's like, a bullet, like from a gun? Yes, Libby, it's, it's a bullet from a gun. And then Avery's like, I'm fine, but Libby's ignoring her. And she's like, what kind of incident with a bullet in a tree? It says she said, she asked Orrin, her blue ponytail bouncing with righteous indignation. And then Orrin said, it's unclear if the shots were meant to scare Avery or if she was a genuine target. The shooter missed, but she was injured by Debris. And then she's like, Libby, I'm fine. And then Libby's like, shots, as in plural. And then Orrin clears his throat and he's like, I think I will give you to a moment. And then this is what Libby said. She said, someone shot at you and you didn't tell me? Libby didn't get mad often, but when she did, it was epic. Maybe Nash is right. I said you pretty much took care of yourself. He said he never met a billionaire teenager who didn't need the occasional kick. And she begins to try to explain to Libby that people are taking care of it. And Libby said, well, who's taking care of you? And then she, uh, Avery says, well, you have enough on your plate. And Libby said, what are you talking about? Is this about him? And they're talking about Drake. And then um, Avery says that he's been texting you trying to get him. And then Libby said, well, I don't talk to him. And Avery says, you haven't blocked him. And then she said, you could, or ask Alyssa for a new phone. You could report him for violating the restraining order. And then Libby said, I didn't ask for a restraining order, and I don't want a new one. All my friends have this phone number, and Dad has the same phone number. And she's like, Dad? Because Avery said that she hasn't seen her dad, Ricky Grams, for like two years. And then Avery asks, did he call you? And Libby said, he just wanted to check on us you know and avery's like yeah right he probably just wants money just like drake and just like your mom and then libby was like who who do, does Orrin think shot you the shots were fired from inside the wall of the estate avery said whoever shot me had access to the building and then libby said oh that's why Orrin's tightening security and then Libby says that she didn't talk to him. And she says that she says, I'm going to go. But for the record, little sis, you're a minor and I'm still your legal guardian. The next time someone tries to shoot you, I well want to know. Chapter 63 starts out with Avery saying, I knew Orrin had to have heard every word in my fight with Libby, but I was fairly certain he wouldn't comment on it. So then Avery said, we're still looking for the Davenport desk. And Orrin, or Avery said, I have it on good authority that Hawthorne House has multiple libraries. Got any idea where they are? So she says, two hours and four libraries later, I was standing in the middle of number five. It was on the second floor. So this place has five libraries. You've got to be kidding me. Five libraries. 
like, I think that'd be cool, but it'd also be cool to just have one real big one, like, a massive room that you could just hang out in all day. That would be cool. So they're looking around in this library and there's no Davenport desk. So she's kind of like giving up right now and she leaves the room and she's just basically going down random staircases and all this stuff. And she goes into this really large room and every window was open inside of it and there's big paintings on the walls and there is like a grand piano. And Nan, who's the Hawthorne boy's grandmother, was sitting on the piano bench, her eyes closed. And then she didn't walk towards her, but as she was walking by, her eyes flew open and Avery's like, I'm sorry, I... And then Nan's like, hush. And she's just standing there with her eyes closed. And she said, did you know that you can listen to concerts on this thing? And so she opens, she reaches for her cane and she says, somewhere in the world, the master plays and with the push of a button, the key moves here. And then Avery asked, do you play? And Nan said, I did when I was young, got a bit too much attention for it, and my husband broke my fingers and put an end to it. Oh, no. And then Avery's like, that's horrible. And Nan's like, he met with a tragic accident not long after. It sounded an awful lot like Nan had arranged for that accident. Oh, no. This, you do not want to mess with this grandma. You do not want to mess with this uh, grandma. No, no, sir. And then so a voice comes in the doorway and says, Nan, you're scaring the girl. And then Nan <laughs> sniffs and said, she scares easily. She was not going to last long here. And then it was Nash. And he says, did you tell your sister you're playing delinquent today? And then she said, yeah, Libby knows where I am. And then Nash says, this ain't easy for her, kid. You're at the eye of the storm where things are calm. She's taking the brunt of it on all sides. <laughs> I wouldn't, and then she says in her head, I wouldn't call getting shot at calm. And so she's kind of annoyed with him right now. And she says, well, you were at least right about your grandfather's game. And then Nash said, usually am. Closer you come to the end, the worse it'll get. So she might as well ask Nash the question. Any chance you know where your grandfather might have stashed a Davenport desk? And then he laughed and said, You don't learn easy, do you, kid? Did you check the libraries? She's like, The circular library, the onyx one, the one with the stained glass windows, and the ones with the globes, and the one in the maze. Is that it? And then Oren nods, but then Nash cocked his head like sideways, and he shakes it, and he's like, Not quite. Nash is annoying. That's, I mean, that's literally all I have to say about him. That's literally every time he comes up in the book, he's annoying somebody. It's just weird. But, okay, so chapter 64, he leads her down these steps and staircases and past a doorway that has actually been bricked up. And so Avery asks, what's that? And he slows down and he's like, that was my uncle's wing. The old man had it walled off after Toby died. And she's like, because that's normal. About as normal as disinheriting your whole family for 20 years and never saying a word. Yes, typical Tobias Hawthorne here. So he picks up his pace again. And um, they come to like a safe, I guess. And Nash like is twirling the dials and too, catch for, too quick for her to catch the letters. And he turns a lever and the door opens. And she's like, what kind of library needs that kind of secret? But then she can't even, like, 
process it because she's it's not just a library it's like a whole other wing and so nash says the old man started construction on this part of the house when i was born Uh, the hallways were like papered with dials and keypads locks and all that stuff like extra protection and then nash said hawthorns learn how to wield a lock pick young so they were taught how to pick locks and then avery's like this was your playroom and nash is like yeah basically and so there's like arcade room there's a foosball table a pinball machines arcade games you know like all this great stuff and then she walks avery watches walks over to the pinball machines and presses a button and then nash says i can wait so she's like she wants to play but then she's like well i need to stay focused but then she decides to play and she puts in her you know how you would put your initials in for a high score well she puts her initials in and then a message flashes across the screen and it says welcome to hawthorne house avery kylie grams she didn't even put in her whole name she only put in her initials and remember that happened at the bowling alley like the same thing she only put in her initials but it like automatically had her whole name put into it like that's kind of creepy but and then nash walks over to like a refrigerator and he says the refrigerator is full of sugary drinks what's your poison and then it's i'm gonna read a paragraph it says i came closer and saw that he wasn't kidding when he said full glass bottles lined every shelf of the fridge with soda and every imaginable flavor cotton candy i wrinkled my nose prickly pear bacon and jalapeno he asks her if she wants one and she finds one that's cookies and cream flavored hmm i don't like cookies and cream that much so i don't know but she reminds him about the library and he's like almost there this is the game room <laughs> like the actual game room not the room that they were just in that was filled with arcade games and like foosball tables and all that yeah that's not the game room that's just the waiting room to get i don't know what do you want from me and then they come into this big room that and it looks like there's bookshelves but they're not books they're games like hundreds maybe thousands of board games just lining the walls and then nash said the old man was a bit of a collector dude that's like thousands of games like lining the walls and then she just has to remind herself about the library and he nods towards an end of the room and she asks where's the library and that nash came to stand beside a fire pole a fire pole people and tilted his head up towards the ceiling and said up there so chapter 65 we completely forgot about orin orin goes up in the room to check make sure that people are there and he says it says via pole not to slide come on orin why didn't you use the slide slides are awesome and he's like the room's clear but if you try to climb up you might pull one of your stitches and then okay nash didn't know about it too i guess he was one that wasn't told and he's like what injury and orin said someone shot at avery you wouldn't happen to know anything about it would you then nash said if i did it would already have been handled then orin looks at nash and he's like stay out of it and then nash is like i'll be going now i have some questions to ask my people and then his people including melly the one who was had access to the hawthorne house when she was shot and then orin said 
I know that they'll talk to him. And besides, you blew the element of surprise this morning. Because she's already told Grayson, and then she told Libby, and then Grayson had told his mother. And so she's like, sorry about that. I'm going to go up there. But then Oren's like, there's not a desk up there, just so you know. And so she starts to go use the pole, the, and she's like, I'm going to go up there anyway. But she starts to climb, but she can't get up there. So she has to use the slide. But how in the world do you... Did she climb up a slide? Like, you can't go up a slide. Like, that gravity doesn't work that way. Like, did she have to, like... Imagine one of those spiral slides, and she just had to, like, climb up that. Those were the worst, okay? Childhood trauma right there. Those were fun to go down, but if you wanted to climb up one of those... No, you weren't going to make it out alive. Okay, back to the story. So the last library that was up there was like really small and it was basically only filled with children's books. So it wasn't, it didn't seem like Tobias Hawthorne's type of library, you know, full of like the sophisticated books like Shakespeare and poetry and, you know, all the science stuff, but it's basically children's books. But then you have to remember that it was in the wings that the boys grew up in. So it was probably like their library. So she's just looking at if there's like a secret passage maybe. And she sees that there's a crack between two of the shelves. And so she can see that there's probably something back there. So she starts on the shelf on the right and she latches her finger across it and cross it and pulls. And it was it was a hinge. So as she pulls, it rotated outwards and it revealed a small opening. And she's like, this was the first secret passage she had ever discovered on her own. And so she walked down the steps that were down there. And as she got farther down, she had to pull out her phone and use it as a flashlight. But she's like, I should probably go back for Oren. Like, yeah, you probably should have. There could have been a dead mouse down there. And so then... And then it says they're holding a flashlight of his own with Grayson Hawthorne. What in the world is he doing in a dark tunnel by himself? And then she realizes that Grayson's looking at something. And he's looking at the only piece of furniture on the landing of the hidden stairs. A Davenport. Why would you hide a desk that already hides stuff? I'm just curious about that. And he's like... Miss Grams, like he expected her to be there. And then she asks, have you found it yet? The Davenport clue. And he's like, I was waiting. And she says, for what? And Grayson says, Jameson, I suppose. And then he said, it's not like Jamie to miss the obvious. Whatever this game is, it's about us, the four of us. Our names were the clues. Of course, we'd find something down here. At the bottom of a staircase, she said. He's like, no, in our wing. We grew up here, Jameson, Xander, and me. Nash, too, I suppose, but he was older. So then, for some stupid reason, she tells him that she told uh, Libby and Nash, I guess. And he's like, he's going to want to save you now that you did that. So then he asks, where'd you get hurt? And then, so it's like her collarbone. So basically her shoulder. And she asks him, do you know who shot at me? And he said, no. And then she said, if I leave Hawthorne House before the year's up, the money goes to charity. If I die, it goes to charity or my heirs. If I die, the foundation goes to the four of you. And he says, my grandfather should have left it to us all along, or to Zara. We were raised to make a difference. 
and you're, and she said, I'm nobody. And then he said, I don't know who you are, but, and then Avery said, do you think Jameson's right? Does this puzzle of your grandfather's end with answers? And Grayson said, it ends with something. The old man's games always do. He says, how many numbers have you found out? She says, two. Same, I'm missing that one in Xander's. And she frowned and said, Xander's number? And he said, yeah, Blackwood, that's Xander's middle name. The Westbrook was Nash's clue. The Winchester was Jameson's. And the Davenport's yours. And he says, after you, heiress, which is weird because he doesn't call her that. So they're both like looking at the desk because it's, I mean, it's got secret compartments. It's a Davenport. So they're just looking for something like a trigger or, you know, just something. But she finds something and she presses this piece of wood in and there's a keychain that appears in a secret compartment, but a keychain, but there's no key. And the keychain was plastic and it was shaped as the number one. Chapter 66 starts out with her saying 811. So those are the letters that they've or not letters, those are the numbers that they've found out so far. So she goes to sleep in her sister's room for the night, but she wasn't there, and she doesn't know where anybody is. Like, everyone's kind of just gone, basically. But she's trying to think, like, they found Toby's tree in the Blackwood had just been a tree, but if there was a fourth number, it was still out there somewhere. So then she hears footsteps for a couple of seconds, but after that everything's dead so then she starts to dream again and so i'm going to read the dream or the paragraph at least it says i have a dream my mom says cheerfully bouncing onto my bed jarring me awake can't care to make a guess my newly 15 year old daughter i'm not playing i grumble pulling the covers back over my head i never guess right i'll give you a hint my mom wheedles for your birthday she pulls the cover back and flops down beside me on my pillow her smile's contagious I finally break and smile back. Fine, give me a hint. I have a secret about the day you were born. And then it goes back to saying, I woke with a headache to my lawyer throwing open the plantation shutters. Rise and shine, Alyssa said. And then Avery said, go away. Alyssa said, my apologies, but you really have to get up right now. And then Avery says, I don't have to do anything. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> and then Alyssa says very pleasantly, if you recall, in an attempt to do damage control after your impromptu press conference earlier this week, I arranged for your debut in Texas society to take place this evening. There's a charity benefit that you're going to attend this evening. And then she's like, I barely slept last night. Someone just tried to shoot me. And Alyssa said, we'll get you some vitamin C and a pain pill. I'm taking you dress shopping in half an hour. You have media training at one, hair and makeup at four. And Avery's like, can we just reschedule due to someone wanting to kill me? And Alyssa says, Orin signed us off to leave the estate. You have 29 minutes and make sure you're looking your best. I'll meet you at the car. Chapter 67, Orin escorted her to the SUV and Alyssa and two men were waiting there. And uh, Thea said, I know you weren't planning on going shopping with me, but where there are high fashion boutiques, so there's Thea. Oh, great. Now Thea's coming along. And so it says, I looked towards Orin, hoping he'd kick her out of the car, but he didn't. And then Thea says, besides, we need to talk about Rebecca. And then Thea said, what did you do to Rebecca? And then Avery said, I didn't do anything to Rebecca. And Thea says, I know what she looks like when she spent all night crying. Whatever her deal is, this isn't about you or her. What happened at the cottage? And then she's just annoyed by now, and she's like, why are you even here? Like, 
why did Zara and your uncle ask you to come here? And then she said, what makes you think they asked me to do anything? So Avery just ignores her and slumps back into her seat. And she's like, I have an entire mall in my closet. If I just wore something I already have, we wouldn't have to deal with this. Alyssa said to Oren, this is the point. Because there's reporters. Oh, no. And then Thea said, smile pretty. And then the the boutique that she had chose to go to had one copy of each dress. And they'd closed down the entire shop for her. And Thea said, you could do green emerald because it matches your eyes. And then Avery's like, my eyes are hazel. Do you have anything else? And then um, the sales attendant says, do you prefer higher cut dresses? And then she shoots Alyssa in a look. And she says, yeah, something that covers my collarbone. And Alyssa said, you heard Miss Grams, and Thea's right. Get us something green. So chapter 68, they find a dress, and Oren ushers them back into the SUV. And as soon as they get in, he's like, seatbelts buckled. And then, yep. And then Thea's like, have you even thought about your hair? And then Thea murmured and said, your bodyguard doesn't, didn't even want me to come today. Neither did your lawyer. But I preserved, and do you know why? And she says, no clue. And Thea said, this has nothing to do with my uncle or Zara. I'm just doing what Emily would want me to do. Remember that, would you? And then, without any warning or something, suddenly the car swerved. And it was bad for her because she whipped, her head's like whipping around. And Orange driving, but he's not really paying attention. He's paying attention to the person behind them. And there's a guard in the car with them, too, because remember, a guard came with them, and he has his gun ready and loaded. And uh, Avery's like, something is wrong here. And then Oren says, hold tight. And Avery said, what is going on? And then a flash of movement at the window, a car jerking towards us high speed. And she realizes what's happening. Someone's trying to run them off the road. And Oren laid on the gas, the sound of sirens, police sirens. So Oren's basically running down a road and then he just swung the SUV around, sending them in the opposite direction. And they're hearing like police cars and all that. And then the car that hit them was now spinning. And within seconds, it was surrounded by cops. And then Avery's whispering to herself, we're okay, we're okay. And Oren stopped the car and Avery's like, what? was that and then Orin said calmly that was someone taking the bait and she's like the bait and she glares at Alyssa and she's like what's he talking about and then Alyssa said this was the point and she points out to like the paparazzi and Avery's like the paparazzi making sure we were seen the absolute need to come dress shopping despite everything that happened and then Avery said you used me as bait and then Thea said what is going on here and then Orin said, yes, we used you and ourselves as bait. There was an attack on Avery two days ago. Our friends at the police station agreed to play this my way. And then Avery's like, you could have killed us. And then Orin said, we had backup, my people as well as the police. I won't tell them that tell you that you weren't in danger, but the situation being what it is, danger was not a possibility that could be eliminated. There's no, There wasn't any good options. You have to continue living in the house. And instead of waiting for another attack, Alyssa and I engineered what looked like a prime opportunity. Now maybe we'll finally get some answers from somebody. And then Avery said, you could have told me. And then Alyssa said, that's what makes it better that you didn't know. And then Thea said, did Rebecca know about the attack? Is that why she was so upset? And then Alyssa said, Oren, did they apprehend the driver? And then Oren said, they did. And said, Avery, it's your sister, it's Drake. Oh, 
Drake was the one that tried to run him off the road. And then Orrin said, They found a rifle in his back seat, and that at least primarily matches the bullets. The police will be wanting to talk to your sister. And then she's like, What? Libby? And then someone uh, says, It's Alyssa. She says, If Drake was a shooter, someone could have been able to sneak him onto the estate. Someone who had access to the inside. And then Avery says, Not Libby. Libby wouldn't. But then Alyssa says, Avery, if something happens to you, Every, even without a will, your sister and your father would be your heirs. Which means, if Libby would have sent somebody to get them, Libby would possibly have become, inherit the entire fortune. Chapter 69 starts out like this. These were the facts. Drake had tried to run my car off the road. He had a weapon that was likely matched for the bullets that Warren had recovered, and he had a felony record. And then, as they got home, the front door flew open and Nash storms out and he said, Do you want to tell me why I'm just now getting word that the, the police came out here and hauled Libby away? And then Alyssa said, If she's not under arrest, she had no obligation to go with them. And then Nash said, You didn't, she didn't know that. If you wanted to protect her, you would have. And all Avery can think about is the fact that the police have Libby. And then Alyssa said, I'm not in the business of protecting every sad story that comes along. And then Al Avery said, she's not a sad story. She's my sister. And then Alyssa said, and more likely than not, an accessory to attempted murder. And then Avery tells Alyssa to send like a lawyer to the firm, from the firm, to Libby. And then Alyssa said, consider it done. And Avery says, then leave me alone. All of you. And even Orn kind of like steps back. And now because Libby's gone, she doesn't really have anyone. And then Nash clears his throat and says, You want to tell her about the media consultant waiting in the sitting room, Lily, or should I? Chapter 70 starts off with Avery saying, I agreed to sit down with Alyssa's high-priced media consultant, not because I had any intention of going through with tonight's charity gala, but because it was the only way I knew of to make sure that everyone else left me alone. And so then this... It says the consultant, an elegant black woman with a posh British accent, had introduced herself as Landon. I had no idea if that was her first name or last. After the attack this morning, there will be more interest in your story and your sisters than ever. And so they're going to, they're basically practicing like how to act in front of the media, I guess, like how to sit, how to behave. And then Landon said, repeat after me. I'm grateful to be alive and I'm grateful to be here tonight. And so she says it, but she says it, like, without emotion, I guess. And then Landon's like, how do you think you sound? Annoyed, she said. And then Landon said, perhaps try sounding less annoyed. And she says, open up your shoulders, loosen your muscles. Your posture is the first thing the audience brain is going to latch to. Like, all this stuff about how to look proper for the, uh, whatever they're going to, the gala thing. And then Landon asks her to repeat that statement. And then she does, and Landon's like, no, you want to sound like a real person. And Avery's like, I am a real person. So she tries to say it again, but again, it sounds kind of forced. And then Landon's like, aren't you grateful for something that you survived last night? And then she said, I'm grateful to be here, and I'm grateful to be alive. And Landon's like, better this time, but let it hurt. And Avery's like, excuse me? Landon said, show them that you're a vulnerable person. Show them that you're just an ordinary girl. Just like that. That's the trick of my trade. How real, how vulnerable can someone seem without letting yourself actually be vulnerable at all? And then she says it again. And Landon's like, that's good. So then Landon introduces her to a little game where she has to try to keep her face 
calm while she asks questions like, Did you stage today's attack? How's your relationship with the Hawthorne family? What are you going to do with your money? How do you respond to the people calling you a con woman and a thief? Were you injured today? Is it true that your sister is in a relationship with the man who tried to kill you? Is she involved with an attempt on your life? And so at that point, Avery's like, no, my sister had nothing to do with that. Then Landon sighs and said, from the top, let's do this again. Chapter 71, after the session, Landon just drops her off in her bedroom and there's a style team awaiting her where I guess they're gonna fix her up and make her look nice. And Libby's in there too. And Libby said, for what it's worth, I just put my phone in the blender and then I turned the blender on. And then Libby's like, say something. And then uh, Avery says, you're going to need a new phone. And Libby said, we're also going to need a new blender. So then the man who's working on her hair, I guess, says, you want to look like the picture we were given, correct? And then Avery's like, sure, whatever. Because apparently Alyssa had given them a picture of what they wanted her to look like, I guess. And it says... It was one less thing to worry about having to pick and choose everything, but also like the current billion dollar question, if Drake had shot at me and Libby hadn't led him onto the estate, who had? So now to describe what she wore like, because that's basically the other half of the chapter. Her hair's divided in half and divided each half into thirds and it's braided. And, and then it's like in a spiral. And they gave her a necklace, white gold, and three emeralds. And then Libby said, you look nice. But she also knew that Libby was going to laugh at her because Avery didn't like this kind of like stuff, the fancy stuff. And then that is chapter 71. So chapter 72, Orin met her at the top of the stairs. And she asks if the police had gotten anything out of the driver of the car. Did he admit to the shooting? And if was he working with somebody? And then Orrin said, Drake had more than implicated himself, but he's trying to paint Libby as a mastermind. That story doesn't add up. There's no security footage of him entering the estate, and there would be if, he, as he claims, Libby had led him through the gate. Our best guess is at the moment is that he came in through tunnels. And then Avery's like, tunnels? And then Orrin says, they're like the secret passages in the house, except they run under the estate. I know of two entrances, and they're both secure. And then there are two you know about, but... This is Hawthorne House. There could be way more than that. So now the paragraph breaks off and they are heading on their way to the ball where it's like a fundraiser ball thing. And so she's thinking about the tunnels. Who else would know the location all of all of them and where they all were? And Alyssa says, the foundation purchased two tables for tonight's event. Zara was loath to part with any seats, but since it's technically your foundation, she didn't have much of a choice. And Avery said, so I'll be sitting with them, the Hawthorns. And then Alyssa said, it's to your advantage if everyone appears friendly between you. If the Hawthorne family accepts you, that will go a long way towards squelching some of the less seemly theories as to what, why you inherited. And then Avery asks, and what about the unseemly theories that one of them, at least one, wants me dead? And then Orn said, we're still on high alert, but it would be our benefit if the Hawthorns didn't realize that. It's the conspirators hope we pin things on Drake and Libby and let them think that they've succeeded. Now we're up to chapter 73, the last chapter we will be going over in this episode. So as soon as she enters the room, everyone's like asking her questions like, Avery, look over here. Any comments about the arrest of Drake Sanders? Can you comment on the future of the Hawthorne Foundation? Is it true your mother was once arrested? 
and she's like if it wasn't for the seven rounds of practice questions i'd had with landon i probably would not have been able to get through any of those and then one came with everything that's happened how do you feel and it says i looked directly at the reporter who asked that question i'm grateful to be alive she said and i'm grateful to be here tonight so the event was basically being held in this massive like art museum and everyone was kind of staring at her because you know she was avery kylie grams the one who claims to have not stolen the inheritance that kind of makes sense but so she sees some of the hawthorns down there and grayson looks at her and he freaks out and he drops his glass of whatever he was drinking in his hand and then Alyssa nudges her to keep moving and grayson looks like he's about to barf and he's like what are you doing and then avery's like i don't understand and then he said your hair, the necklace, the dress, and Avery's like, what? And the last words of the paragraph is the only word he managed in reply was name. And do you know what that name is, folks? Emily. It was, it says, it was Emily. Somehow I made my way to the bathroom without looking too much like I was running away. I fumbled to tear my phone out of the black satin handbag I've been given, unsure what I was planning to do with the phone once I got it out. And then Thea comes in and says, you look nice. In fact, you look perfect. And then Avery, Avery stares at her and she said, what'd you do, Thea? And then Avery, or Thea glanced down at her own phone, hit a few buttons and showed her a picture. And she opened it and in the picture was Emily Lawlin and she was wearing the same hairstyle, the same dress, the same um, makeup. And then Avery says, what did you do? And she realizes Alyssa wasn't the one who picked the picture for the crew. It was Thea who had done it. And then she said, why would you do this? Thea said, it's what Emily would have wanted. If it's any consolation, I didn't do this to you. And then Avery said, the Hawthorns didn't kill Emily. Rebecca said that it was her heart. Thea said, how sure are you that the Hawthorne family isn't trying to kill you? Then Avery said, there is something wrong with you. And then... Thea said, I told you the day we met that the Hawthorne family was a twisted, broken mess. She stared at the mirror a moment longer. I never said that I wasn't one, too. So that kind of left on a cliffhanger. But again, that was chapters 61 through 73 of The Inheritance Games, written by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And next week, we will be going over chapters 74 through 85 and it'll be on Monday, so come back next Monday, and there will be another episode waiting here for you. Bye!